Hello and welcome to the EcoSend podcast, a weekly podcast on becoming a climate conscious business. Every week, we'll be interviewing founders, marketers, and leaders who are championing the climate. The podcast is hosted by myself, James Gill, co-founder and CEO of GoSquared and the makers of EcoSend. If you run a business or are responsible for growing one, and you want to have a positive impact on the environment, then listen on. Every episode, our goal is for you to learn something and be inspired to take some action. Every single one of us making small changes and some large changes will add up. We're all in this together. So let's get on with the show. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's meet today's guest. Uh, welcome to another episode of the EcoSend podcast. The EcoSend podcast is a show we do every week. It's about half an hour, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, where I, your host, James Gill, talk to wonderful people in the world of sustainability, often in digital sustainability, about how we can all be making the world a little bit better. Each week, it may be an entrepreneur and a founder, it might be someone in the marketing world, or someone just more focused on nonprofit and in in the charitable sector that I'll be speaking to. And we're now well and truly into series three of the show. So thank you to all of those who of you who have been listening all of all of this time. It means the world to us. Um, Today, I am thrilled to have two very special guests on the show who are from Whole Grain Digital. I'm joined by Tom and Marquetta. Now, Tom, Tom Greenwood is the co-founder of Whole Grain Digital, a certified B Corp and green trailblazer in the digital agency world. Tom is known for writing and speaking about how business design and web technology can be part of the solution to environmental issues and is author of the book Sustainable Web Design. So that's already some pretty good credentials for being on the show, Tom. And Marquetta, Marquetta works as digital sustainability lead at Whole Grain Digital, a London-based web design agency specializing in building low-carbon, accessible, and usable websites. In her role, Marquetta is helping clients understand how to make their digital products more sustainable. With a background in marketing and sustainable development, she has a deep interest in storytelling for positive impact and is passionate about climate activism, having trained with Al Gore to become a climate reality leader. So I could not wish for two better guests to be speaking to today. Hi, Tom. Hi, Marquetta. How are you both doing? Very good. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Great to have you. Tom, I don't know if you wanted to start by just sharing a little bit more in your own words about how how you're doing and and maybe your own journey to to where you are today. It would be great to hear. Yeah, sure. So, um, so, I mean, my journey to today, I'll try and keep it brief, but essentially... I, I, <laughs> if you can I, condense your whole life into yeah. just one minute, that would be great, yeah. <laughs> I, I started my career in industrial design and with a f- focus on sustainability, I was really passionate about sustainability and how design could help solve environmental and social problems. And, and, and kind of along the way, I discovered that digital was really exciting. It kind of felt quite new and fresh at the time. And I thought it would be an amazing way to kind of create value for people without without any environmental impact compared to like designing and making physical products. And and so that was one of the things that sort of led me to start Whole Grain Digital with my wife, Vanita, which we did 16 years ago. And that journey led us to both kind of explore how do we run a business in a sustainable way? 
and through that learning that oh crikey digital does have an environmental impact <laughs> yeah so yeah. what is it how do we solve it and yeah and from that that kind of led to whole grain becoming sort of known for our, our work on digital sustainability as well wow that's that's it's really good to hear the story and yeah I, i'm sure anyone who's listening who's even sort of started to be intrigued about the world of digital sustainability has probably ended up stumbling upon whole grain site or one of your resources at some point so it's it's great to see where it all started and and marketa how about yourself how did you how did you get to today and again your life story in in one minute that would be great no, <laughs> no pressure no, no no don't worry <laughs> no i guess i've always been passionate about sustainability and just our connection to nature i mean i, I remember hearing about you know like those fairy tales where you would have grandmothers who would be like harvesting herbs and making teas and stuff like that and i i was really conscious that that was kind of disappearing and i didn't know any of those grandmothers anymore <laughs> um but i guess my my personal journey to sustainability i can really pinpoint one specific event that happened in london that was really really kind of fatal in my journey towards sustainability and even in my career and that was when I, I, I used to listen to a podcast by Jeremy Wade, 10 words, he stopped recording any new episode, but I really love it. And I noticed on LinkedIn that he was hosting an event in London about climate change. And I was really, I love his way of talking and kind of explaining even complex topics to his audiences. And, and so I signed up and I went there and within like, an hour he explained climate change the way that I never heard it before like it, it contained all the what's the house the why's everything was just squeezed into that one hour and it really blew my mind it was the first time that I actually understood why sustainability is so important whereas before I felt like we always we were told that we should live a sustainable life mm. but the why was always a bit of a mystery you know like yeah. as a good citizen you kind of do recycle and you do all yeah. the good stuff but you know the why the big why why we should yeah. do it for the planet and for humankind that was always a bit of a mystery so that event really really changed the way that I looked at everything related to sustainability even in my personal life and in my work life and so I similar as Jeremy I want, really wanted to become a climate reality leader so I joined one of those courses at the beginning of COVID actually so I became mm. trained as a climate reality leader and uh, yeah that's that's also a similar time when I met Vinita and Tom for the very first time and they oh, introduced wow, me yeah. to the very concept of digital sustainability and digital sure. carbon footprint and I remember the very first meeting with Vinita and she said oh yeah well every single email has a carbon footprint I was like mm what <laughs> what do you mean yeah. and and I, I just became really obsessed about this topic I was really passionate about it and I just started researching everything about it I was reading up and <laughs> started collaborating on various different projects back then I was working in marketing and kind of SEO and so digital sustainability felt like a very very relevant topic for me yeah and so I started looking into it and a few years later you know here I am <laughs> started wow. working at Whole Grain Digital and I'm um, yeah it's it's really I'm excited about all the projects that are coming up and yeah it, it feels really great to work for such a purpose-led organization absolutely what a, what a fascinating story gosh and amazing to see how like a single sort of talk and one hour of 
someone speaking can have such a tremendous impact as well and drive a message home so much and 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 yeah and then I I assume when you were learning about all this you might have come across this wonderful book that Tom's written then about digital sustainability and how like uh, maybe I guess we're coming to the experts here on sustainable web design how like was this something that naturally just came about once once you were on on this path Tom like was was it from the start like we're going to build a, an agency that focuses on sustainable web design and I'm going to b- write a book about it and that'll be my everything sorted or, or how did things begin? And and clearly they've gotten to this incredible point where you're renowned for both great web design by its own right, but also having this environmental and climate conscious side to, to things. And yeah, how how did how did how did that journey take place? And and you said sixteen years. That's also in its own right like an incredible achievement to have built a business over that time. I'm keen to hear more about that whole that whole journey and that story. And and what even is digital sustainability for those who are maybe new to this term? Yeah, sure. Well, maybe I'll give you that sort of that backstory, and then marketing yeah. can. can do the what is digital sustainability okay yeah great share it around yeah so so when we started whole grain we were really focused on sustainability in two in two ways one was we wanted to try and run our own business in a way that was sort of environmentally friendly and socially responsible and see how far we could push that and really use it as a model for kind of experimenting with how how responsible a business can be because i was conscious that a lot of environmentalists at the time of which I sort of counted myself as one were very critical of businesses in general, mm, but mm. there wasn't really like an, a solution on the table that I could see. It was just like businesses are bad and they're destroying it. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I felt like, well, that's not very constructive. Uh, but really... business, that's the solution. <laughs> yeah. Town yeah. of business. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, if I start a business, then I'll get to like, see, how difficult it is to try and run it in an environmentally friendly way and so it's sort of been a bit of an experiment in that sense so that was one piece was like how do you just run a business in a responsible way the other piece was as a as an agency let's try and work on projects that we feel are Mm. doing something positive in the world and work with clients who we feel are kind of aligned with our own values and that was really like the two pillars of sustainability for like the first 10 years and digital sustainability wasn't really a part of it it was just let's do really good work for really good people and try and get our own house in order and then when we were coming up to like the 10th anniversary of whole grain we decided we were going to go through the process of trying to certify as a as a b corp we sort of felt like it would be a good way of a kind of growing up a bit as a (laughs) as a company with you know like very kind of freeform informal organization which we still are to some extent but we felt like we need to grow up a bit and uh, and also like help us like assess like are we doing well like we've been, for 10 years we've been trying to run this business in a responsible way are we actually doing a decent job yeah or yeah or not so having like an independent view on that from from some experts was re- something we thought would be really valuable to us so we went through this process which itself is like really really intense and challenging <laughs> and through it they ask you about the products that you make and how do you reduce the environmental impact and measure the environmental impact and we were like well we don't know 
and, <laughs> and this really and this like and I was really embarrassed because I had like I'd studied industrial design I had done like life cycle assessments yeah. of like physical things in the past like that's where I started my career and then here I was running my <laughs> own company and I was like oh I can't even answer this question. Like we've never, <laughs> we've never even really thought about it. We just yeah. assume that digital is like literally doesn't exist. It's, it, yeah, it's, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not. It's, like, it's not in a box anywhere. It's not come off a production line. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I asked like everybody that I knew who I thought might know the answer to this in like the digital world, and they mm. all just kind of gave me a funny look and said, oh, no, that's <laughs> like, <laughs> "There's no, there's no environmental impact of." like the internet and digital technology and mm. I was like okay so then I asked the B Corp assessment people and they mm. they said the same thing they came straight back and they said oh no you leave that whole section blank that's what all of the companies <laughs> in your sector do oh wow um wow and I was like okay so we did leave it blank the first time around and but it just really bothered me that like nobody had <laughs> yeah. given me any evidence. It was just this like assumption that everyone was yeah. making. Yeah, we don't talk that, about that. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. There's nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah. So, so that was the beginning of like very quickly from that point. Like we we started doing research to see if there was any you know actual evidence one way or the other. Like you know yeah. just to find out what is the impact of the internet and digital technology. We very quickly found out that there is an impact. And it's really significant, particularly in terms of energy consumption. And then that led us on to like figuring out like, okay, like how do we quantify that in our own projects? How do we reduce that in design and development and hosting? And and then how do we tell the world about it so that we're not the only people doing this? Because that's kind of pointless yeah. if, if we're the only people who know about it. So so that that kind of then became like a real central element of all the work we're doing at Whole Grain sure. sort of six or so years ago. Yeah. And also it's incredible that you like you embarked on that b corp journey pretty early on i guess in the history of b corp i'm not sure quite yeah. how old b corp is it's become a much bigger thing today obviously but six years ago that's head of the curve right yeah with there were it was the second year that b corp had been in the uk when we got mm. certified and there were i think about 120 companies had got certified before us in that first year mm. whereas now there's over a thousand just in the UK and, wow. and it was mostly kind of small businesses at the time like really passionate yeah. kind of founders whereas now you've got like you know all ranges of sizes and types of incredible and and so Marketa you joined what was it sort of a few years ago and and really started trying to drive the digital sustainability agenda quite a bit more more profoundly I, I take it yeah, so I met Tom and Benita about, it must be four or five years ago now. Mm. And as I said, we collaborated on various events, everything related to digital sustainability or climate change and or sustainability in general. And then I joined Whole Grain about a year ago. And mm. the purpose was to, yeah, just focus on this topic itself and yeah. really create a separate standalone well, not standalone, but create a department at Whole Grain Digital that kind of serves clients with this only. So, for example, yeah. we can just calculate, you know, what we do with Website Carbon, which is the mm. tool that we, you know, that, that's open source. Anyone can actually measure an estimation of carbon footprint of 
any web page on the internet. And we created an advanced version of that, which is a website carbon audit. So for example, offering that mm -hmm. to clients and just helping them understand what digital sustainability even means, you know, what it means mm -hmm. for their teams, what it means with their websites, how can they improve it? How can they make their websites more efficient, more sustainable? And also just bringing this topic, raising awareness around this topic within other people's teams and other organizations' teams. Yeah. It's still fairly niche and, and relatively new to a lot of teams, you know, so there's a lot of interest around educational aspect as well, yeah. which, is, which is something that I'm very passionate about. So I love that. Well, absolutely. I mean, most, most people are still trying to make their websites look half decent and make them work on mobile, let alone think about the, I, I don't know, the, the, the level of, I guess there's a quite a spectrum of of appreciation different clients can have for different aspects of web design and mm. I, the tool you mentioned there which of course we'll we'll link to in the notes but but just to summarize it the the website carbon calculator is, is it called mm -hmm. and so people can put their url in there and then out from that what does that create generate for them yeah so you can go to websitecarbon.com and insert a web page, a URL yeah. to a window, and that will basically calculate the carbon footprint of that web page for you. So what yeah. it does is that it uses the methodology that Tom and various other people created together using the latest academic research and yeah. all the knowledge that we have up to date, you know, about digital sustainability and digital carbon footprint. And basically it takes into account things like page weights and mm. the number of visits, so page views. Mm. And based on that, it can calculate the an estimation of a carbon footprint of that particular web page. So then you, it will present you a results page where you can see, you know, the result of that particular web page, so whether it's uh, cleaner or less so and it also compares the carbon footprint to some more tangible things like you know mm. we, we try to keep it really simple so there are things like how many cups of tea you would be able to make yeah. with the amount of energy that that particular web page needs to sure. be you know to run over a year or so so yeah sure. things like that that's that's awesome yeah I, I i definitely i think most of our listeners have some sort of web presence or responsible for one so hopefully yeah many people find that that fascinating and and also yeah likewise with the making it understandable as well like mm. I think there's so much there's a lot of industry terms and jargon in in the space and so to translate even the sort of the the carbon footprint value as a a mathematical computed output versus what you can relate that to I think probably has I would imagine has a much broader appeal and gets that message across much more successfully which, which is great to great to hear. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this uh, this is the reason why I'm so excited about digital sustainability because I think that many things under the sort of sustainability umbrella are not measurable. But when it comes to digital sustainability, mm. we really do have all the data. You know, they may not be perfect, but we do have some sort of data about how much energy is being used every time someone yeah. visits a web page. You know, yeah. every time someone plays a video, things like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously all of the data are still, or some of the data are still emerging, but it's really exciting that nowadays we can calculate the emissions and we can really work on a roadmap to make a difference, yeah. to kind of limit or reduce the emissions and the energy usage. And I think that's really exciting. We can go back to kind of being really creative and innovative and come up with exciting solutions that mm. are just not on people's kind of 
priority list right now. <laughs> we're trying to change that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I I know an, another topic you wanted to touch on, which you know I'm I'm personally extremely key, like you know happy to talk about, but I don't want to steal too much of of the show talking about this. But I know you wanted to talk about green or sustainable email marketing, and I I know was it was it Tom? Did you have some thoughts on this? I know you you have a newsletter yourself, or you, you also run a newsletter at at whole grain so what were your thoughts on this because obviously it's a topic where we both have a lot of interest on on both sides but yeah i mean so 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 we've got two newsletters we've got the our digital sustainability newsletter called curiously green and then i've got a personal one about sustainable business called oxymoron which is on (laughs) substack and i think it it's an interesting topic for me just in the sense that once you learn about like like digital sustainability being a thing that like there's an environmental impact one of the first things that most people come across is the impact of emails. Mm. And, and actually, when you look at the impact of emails, like, yes, it's the emails we're sending every day, but a huge amount of it is like marketing emails. Mm. And I think mm. everybody is familiar with their inbox being <laughs> just like absolutely <laughs> flooded with like all these marketing emails. It's like, yeah. did I sign up for this? I can't remember. <laughs> and GDPR and... solved that, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. That was, yeah. it's no longer a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like so many of them are being sent every day, you know, like millions or, or billions in reality. And and actually not that many of them are being read. A lot mm. of them are kind of like low quality. A lot of them people, maybe they did sign up for them, maybe they didn't, but they don't remember <laughs> signing up. Yeah. But then there's this like smaller kind of core of like stuff where you actually really want it and you want like, it is important. And that stuff mm. like kind of needs to shine through. And I think, there's an opportunity there to like deliver like really high quality content and do that in an efficient way. Cause what are the principles mm. of making an email more efficient or similar to making a website more efficient in terms of, mm. you know, like using less data, sending it to only the people who really want it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some really interesting things around like how you get people to sign up so that you know that they actually genuinely wanted to sign up and you're not tricking people into it. And then crafting your emails so that they're actually like really engaging content and keeping an eye on like the open rates so that you actually know that like this is something that people still want and if they don't want like doing regular cleanups of people who just never open your emails like remove them from the list because you're just firing emails at them every month or every week or whatever it is and uh, yeah and then and then also like on the email template side about looking at and and I have to say we need to do this again for ourselves but like looking at email (laughs) templates how can you redesign them to like so that they actually use less data and and then that will be good for people because it will then also load faster on mobile and and things like that I just yeah there's there's sort of it's for me it's just a kind of a curious area of digital sustainability that's a little bit outside of like what we do as a business but I think it is relevant to like most organizations because nearly everyone does some sort of email marketing. Absolutely. And I feel almost slightly guilty talking about it on on this podcast when it's to try and avoid it being too too much of an advert for Ecosend. But I I think so much of what you're saying there, though, there's so much overlap between, you know, what what you're trying to figure out with, with the website carbon calculator and what a web page is. And then you think about an email and the average marketing email is basically a, web page being pushed into someone's own inbox and yeah often whether or not they they want it and and i i think and maybe this this very much comes on to your the other topic i know we wanted to talk about where so many of the a- approaches to to building a more sustainable 
conscious like climate conscious web page and website and sending email in a more climate conscious way also often they're not at the expense of a successful marketing campaign or actual business outcomes they're often go hand in hand with actually making it more more successful in that yeah the, the approach to reducing your list size and getting rid of people that are not actually opening emails maybe is going to hurt someone's ego in a certain marketing position because their numbers are not as big but actually the open rate and the understanding you then get for the success of that email campaign becomes better so yeah very naturally for me i think that takes us into that 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 topic of, of humane web design and and more conscious web design and marketing that branches into everything really it's like you're not just doing stuff for the climate and everything else is going to suffer as a result it's quite the opposite yeah exactly i think everything is related and we found that when you when you use sort of the environmental aspect as a lens through which to look at your work in digital you end Mm. up finding like these opportunities that you hadn't seen before to just Mm. make things better not just environmentally but you know improve user experience and improve web performance and privacy and and things like this and and it's sort of led us down a path of sort of just thinking more holistically about what we're doing on the web and you know there's other topics that you know people talk about as being important sort of socially you know, around privacy and accessibility and things like this. Yeah. Um, and I think where we've got to in our thinking, and, and Marquette has really helped me with this, is is actually saying, well, hang on a minute, like all these things kind of seem to be talked about in silos. Yeah, Client yeah. briefs often are kind of very like siloed as like, oh, we want this to be an accessible website and then someone else wants it to be a sustainable <laughs> website. And, and it's like, well, <laughs> we just need to like have some more like joined up thinking. Like let's try and design and build things in a way that is just considerate of the humans that are going to be impacted <laughs> and then hopefully like... humans they're always getting in the way <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely i so that that's actually so interesting and so marketa you've been a big driving force of bringing this together so would you say is this the new movement we're all going to be talking about is this the movement you would like to see a humane web design movement is that is Tom going to have another book about this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I generally hope so. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I, I think it will be necessary because at the moment it feels like when we're browsing the web, it may feel like we have the choice over what is what we consume on the internet. But I think that's actually not very true mm. because a lot of stuff is just kind of presented to us, you know, and it's, yeah. it's done in a very kind of catchy, very manipulative way so mm. that we actually consume stuff that we wouldn't otherwise consume. You know, we, we wouldn't, for example, search for it ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think it really, just going back to Tom's point, I think everything is related to, you know, like digital mm. sustainability is linked to accessibility and that mm. is also linked to efficiency and kind of performance and you know it all really kind of needs to work together in order to create yeah. a really good user experience that is not manipulative and that users kind of have the feeling that they have control over if that makes sense yeah. i think 
we really need to give the control back to users, you know, and even like on email marketing, sometimes, you know, just the unsubscribe button is so hidden away, you know, and yeah. you unsubscribe from one list and then it's just like, you know, 10 other pops up and like, how did I end up in this place? You know, it's really important to just be transparent, I think. And that's, that's what we're hoping to just, again, just raise awareness about some of these topics and hopefully it will spark new conversations, even within teams. Absolutely. It, it certainly so speaks to me so like so <laughs> effortlessly, really, that it it's and it's also such an easy thing to say to be focused more on the, the humans in the whole design and building process of, of the web. But you only have to spend a second on the web to see how far we have gotten from really caring about that end user experience and that bringing that humane yeah. side of things back when any website that is anything to do with publishing online seems to be pushing you with pop-ups takes ages to load probably doesn't look great on a phone versus on the desktop and it's probably hard to share with someone else and and that's you know and how that varies for different people in different areas of the world with different abilities it's just yeah the more we talk about the more we put that that at the top of the agenda and I very much hope there will be more more books from you you Tom especially on the this topic I can imagine reading the first chapter right now so <laughs> I came so close to writing the like publisher's pitch for this only a few weeks ago <laughs> and, and, I, and I literally like sat down to start writing it and I was like Tom what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> this is why you went on holiday right <laughs> yeah yeah I, I actually did <laughs> um, so I, I I know we we are almost at time I mean I knew this would be an episode we would struggle to squeeze into just half an hour but I, I just a couple more things like we always like to just pontificate on what the future might might look like and the f- present is changing so much do we really have have many many thoughts maybe maybe yourself Tom on on the future of of, of where all of this is going <laughs> I mean I would be lying if I said I knew I honestly don't know where yeah. the future of of digital is going especially with especially with the rise of of AI I think you know that's gonna change the internet dramatically and in in and I think this really ties in with the humane mm. sort of digital humane web design concept is that actually a lot of the web is going to become like machine generated and machine operated and and there's we're going to enter this weird world which we're kind of already in but it's going to intensify where it's hard to tell like what is real and what's not mm. and who's who's human and who's not and 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 I think we'll need somehow to like have spaces that are like designated human spaces where you know everyone there is a real person and the content is really like real people saying things and and as Marcus has said like it's not some machine trying to manipulate you it's there to serve you rather than Mm. you being there to serve some corporation on the other side so I guess like I'm hoping that somehow in the grand scheme of things, like with all these new technologies coming online, that there's enough people who care about this to actually like try and like create pressure that the technology yeah. does serve us. I don't know exactly how that'll happen. I'm just hoping that like somehow like a critical mass of people who care about humans <laughs> will somehow lead us all to the a good future. Absolutely. 
I, I think it's generally better to be optimistic than pessimistic. I, I mean, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I can easily be pessimistic. Yeah, it's, it's easy to, to be pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> we we will try to wrap on a on a more on a more positive night though. I know you had some or there was some we always like to ask for advice or or see if anyone has been given good advice in the past. I don't know if if Marquette, you wanted to to share uh, any of the advice that you received or 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 if you wanted to share any other thoughts on the future then then please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think it's just really powerful. You know, I I listened to a podcast once or was it a TED talk? I think it's it's a, sorry, it's a TED talk yeah. by Catherine Hayhoe and she's a climate scientist and she created a TED talk about or recorded a TED talk about how to actually talk about climate change so that people actually want to listen. Yeah. Or what's, yeah. what's the most important thing that you can even do? And actually talking about climate change is the thing, the most important thing that you can do because yeah. oftentimes it's just a taboo and mm. you know we really need to be open and honest and I think that there's a lot of doom and gloom around this topic but it's it's not helpful you know we're just we need to talk about it and so I'm I'm really grateful that at Whole Grain you know we do have these conversations internally and even with clients mm. and we have the opportunity to kind of spin it you know in a positive way and kind of focus on the solutions rather than oh my gosh like these are all the problems and we need to we're all gonna die you know <laughs> hopefully that's not gonna happen and you know all those solutions are there and we just need to focus on them and so the the one advice that I received a few years ago, that's actually by Jeremy Wade, the same person who hosted the event in London that was so fatal for me in my <laughs> life. He said that you can change the world just by sharing your story. And I think this is really, really powerful. If we talk about our own experiences and how something inspired us and something led to change within our own lives, I think that other people can take inspiration from that and kind of follow. And this is also related to, you know, climate action or sustainable living or sustainable working or anything else you know you can really apply this to everyone just sharing your story and kind of showing leading by example is really powerful and that's why I would definitely recommend listening to Oxymoron <laughs> <laughs> because it's such a good podcast about sustainable business and it doesn't necessarily always present solutions but it's just really good to think about how it could be done um, in a better way and that's also our aim for the Humane Web um, project that we're working on. So yeah, lots of ex exciting stuff coming up. Amazing. What a positive and uplifting and I would say actionable way to wrap up the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Marketa. And thank you, Tom. And I, I think speaking about the climate and inspiring people to take action is I hope that maybe one or two people listening have feel that way too and mm -hmm. I know you've got so many resources and things that people can go check out to like take a next step after after hearing this so I know that we'll, we'll link to the the website carbon calculator and wholegraindigital.com is is the website for your business and and curiously green is the newsletter which I believe is linked on the, on the whole grain site and both of yourselves are on LinkedIn as well. Yep. So yeah. Thank you so much, Tom, Marquetta. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. And I, I really, I'm excited by all of the inspiration that you've shared and, and hopefully many of us will go away and make many more changes and make the web a little bit, a little bit more humane after this. Amazing. <laughs> thank you, both. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, and thank you everybody for, 
for listening. If you've enjoyed today's show, as always, please let us know via whatever player or service you're using. And it really helps get more people to learn about the show and wonderful stories like this. So thank you for listening and catch you next time.